0: This episode of On The Record is brought to you by Walterside Powertrain Group, a global industry leader for highly engineered, mission-critical powertrain systems and complete in-service support for the world's leading off-highway and industrial equipment manufacturers. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt, welcome to On The Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. Ag Equipment Intelligence has released its annual Big Dealer Report. For the purpose of this report, a big dealer is defined by a dealership group that operates five or more store locations in the U.S. and Canada. The 2018 edition of the Big Dealer Report showed 188 dealerships operating five or more locations. In 2019, the number of big dealers dropped by one to 187 dealerships. There are a few factors at play that caused the list to shrink a little this year. Most notable among the reasons for the changes are some big dealer groups combined with each other. At the other end of the spectrum, some smaller dealers closed or consolidated their stores, which removed them from the 2019 list, as they no longer had 5 locations. Overall, dealerships with 10 or more locations increased by 4, while dealerships with 5 to 9 locations shrunk by 5. As has been noted in previous editions of the Big Dealer Report, the bigs continue to get bigger and the smalls continue to get smaller. The most significant changes among the biggest dealers in the past year took place with those with 20 plus locations. Their numbers grew from 15 a year ago to 19 for 2019. But groups with 15 to 19 stores increased by only one compared to a year ago. The full big dealer report was sent to Ag Equipment Intelligence subscribers and it's also available for purchase on agequipmentintelligence.com. This week's dealers on the move include Can Equip, Miller Sellner Implement, and Terry County Tractor. Case IH dealer Can Equip acquired Straub International, a five store dealership based in Great Bend, Kansas. This brings equips total locations to 14 across Kansas and Nebraska. Minnesota Case dealer Miller Sellner implemented acquired Rabe International, Inc. of Fairmont, Minnesota. The acquisition makes Miller Sellner a four-store operation. Terry County Tractor, a Brownfield, Texas-based Kubota dealer, added its second location on April 1st in Lubbock, Texas. The move is the culmination of three years of planning and searching for a second location. Now here's Jack Zemlicka with the latest from the Technology Corner.
1: Thanks, Kim. One of the reasons why there's been increasing interest in optical sensor technologies, or in sensor technology as a whole, is increasing input costs, which are creating tighter margins for farmers. While there is still plenty of theoretical outcomes, farmers are most interested in practical impacts that sensing technology can provide, according to Dr. Ray Acevedo, agronomic consultant. Only recently he says sensing technology has begun to tie in agronomic payback to offer measurable ROI for farmers. Ahead of his presentation at this summer's National Strip Tillage Conference, I caught up with Acevedo for a conversation on why farmers, dealers, and manufacturers need to have a holistic plan with sensing technologies, rather than view them as independent tools. In the past, there was a lot of focus, just from a pure engineering perspective, without actually having too much discussions with agronomists and farmers from the field. And so how can we expect any ag industry company to develop a sensor product that's going to pay dividends to the farmer if they're not even addressing multiple problems on the farm? And so that's probably one of the exciting things I've been seeing with these new sensor technologies and connected technologies throughout the cloud platforms now is developed at their core is what's the agronomic problem that they're looking to solve. Acevedo adds that response time can be problematic when identifying and treating stressed crops. But ongoing advancement of sensing technology is allowing for in-crop detection and management of problems in near real-time. Back to you, Kim.
0: Thanks, Jack. Demand for agricultural credit remained high and loan volumes continued to increase in the first quarter of 2019, according to the April Ag Finance Data Book from the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City. Despite ongoing demand for farm loans and adjustments to lending portfolios, delinquency rates on farm loans have remained low. Interest rates on farm loans, though, continued to rise. Ag economists at the Kansas City Fed report that non-real estate lending continued to increase at a moderate pace in the first quarter. The volume of non-real estate loans increased 9% from a year ago. Although the volume of loans to finance operating expenses remained relatively steady, volumes for livestock loans and loans to finance machinery and equipment increased in the first quarter. The increase in livestock lending likely was due in part to slightly higher prices for livestock, In addition, volumes for other loans increased notably due to an uptick in both the size and number of loans. As agricultural lending activity continued to increase, interest rates on non-real estate farm loans also edged higher. Furthermore, interest rates on non-real estate farm loans at banks with larger farm loan portfolios increased at a faster pace in the first quarter than interest rates at banks with small or mid-sized farm loan portfolios. On average, interest rates remained lower at banks with large farm loan portfolios. However, interest rates increased 80 basis points at banks with larger farm loan portfolios, while interest rates increased just 37 basis points at banks with smaller farm loan portfolios. Service Equipment has named Angela Lakatsis its new president and CEO effective May 15th. She's replacing Graham Drake, who is a co-founder of Service, which is one of only three farm equipment dealership groups in the U.S. and Canada that's publicly held. Drake's been with the John Deere Dealer for 19 years and served as its President and CEO since 2012. LaCatsis has served on Service Equipment's Board of Directors since 2013. She's been involved in the agriculture industry at the executive level for much of her career, including 15 years with Nutrien and its predecessor, Agrium. Most recently, she was Vice President of Merger Integration, responsible for capturing $500 million in synergies from the merger of Agrium and Potash Corp of Saskatchewan. She told Ag Equipment Intelligence the biggest challenges as the new service CEO is that while Canadian agriculture is well-positioned to make capital investments because of several years of healthy farm profitability, she's identified three drivers that could soften short-term demand for new ag equipment. The first is flat net cash farm income in 2019. Lakatsas also expects pricing pressure on new equipment from a weaker Canadian dollar and rising manufacturing costs that could translate into profit pressure for both dealer and farmer. She also sees the uncertainty created by geopolitical tensions resulting in tariffs and other trade barriers. This can make farmers nervous about big equipment decisions, she says, and includes the Chinese canola situation in this bucket. We'll have more on Lakatsas' comments in an upcoming Ag Equipment Intelligence coverage. In 2018, service revenues were $1.3 billion and today the dealership group employs 1,500 people. The Amity brand of seating tools is reintroducing the Concorde brand, a name associated with the original development of air seating technology. With this change, effective for model year 2020, all air drills and air carts that are manufactured by Echo Amity JV LLC in Wapaton, North Dakota, and previously would have been branded as Amity, will now be given the Concorde name. Concord Inc. was founded in 1977 by Howard and Brian Dahl, who led the introduction of air seeding equipment into a North American marketplace as well as internationally. Its products were instrumental in helping producers seed and fertilize small grains and oilseed crops on increasingly large acreage versus traditional box drills. Concord was the first to manufacture an air drill with row-by-row packing and precision depth control, the first to put down fertilizer below the seed at the same time as planting, and the first to build a machine that could change seeding and fertilizing rates on the go. In 1996, Concord was sold to Case Corporation, but the remaining assets and staff were used to launch Amity Technology. Since then, Amity Technology acquired Fargo Products, an air seeder and cart manufacturer, in 2007, and entered into a joint venture with Echo in 2011. North American sales of tractors and combines for the first quarter of 2019 were mixed compared to the average first quarter sales for the last five years. Unit sales of under 40 horsepower tractors in the first quarter of this year were up year-over-year year less than 1%. But compared to the average first quarter sales between 2015 and 2019, sales through the first three months of the year are up 17%. For utility tractors, unit sales were down 2.8% on a year-over-year year basis. First quarter sales in 2019 versus average first quarter sales over the past five years for 40 to 100 horsepower equipment is down about 1.5%. Year over year, March 2019 row crop tractor sales were down 2.2%. Through the first quarter of the year, sales of tractors over 100 horsepower are down 19% compared to average first quarter sales during the past five years. Unit sales of four-wheel drive tractors were up 1.3% in March versus March 2018. The sales of this tractor category during the first three months of 2019 were down by 4% compared to average sales during the first quarter over the last five years. North American combine sales in March were up more than 41% year over year. During the first quarter of this year, sales of combines are up 14% versus the five-year average first quarter sales from 2015 to 19. And now from the Implemented Tractor archives. In the early 20th century, farm equipment manufacturers were eager to become full-line manufacturers. Originally known for its plows, Oliver began to design its own tractor, but this was costly so the equipment began to explore working with an existing tractor line. Oliver Chilled Plow Company, tractor manufacturer Hart Park Company, and harvesting equipment manufacturer Nichols and Shepard merged together in 1929 to form a new full line company but a name wasn't settled on. Because Oliver Chilled Plow Company was bigger than the other two companies combined, J.D. Oliver, son of the founder, insisted the Oliver name be used and the Oliver Farm Equipment Company was born. Two weeks later, the new company purchased the American Seeding Company and a year later purchased the McKenzie line of potato machinery. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to Schmidt at lestermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.